So Luke was not a disciple of Jesus, at least not one of the apostles, not one of the first disciples that walked with him. He was most likely a second generation disciple, uh, but he at least seemingly knew some of the, the apostles, some of the first disciples. Uh, we, we're told he was a physician, he was a doctor of some kind, he, uh, he's known as one of the first historians of the church, and um, we, we make that conclusion because of his first paragraph, which I just want to reflect a little bit on uh, today, the first paragraph of his gospel, which uh, is meticulously written. It, it's, you get a sense that he's written this first paragraph and rewritten it and rewritten it. He just he wanted to get it absolutely perfect, right? He starts by saying, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. Many people. Luke's saying, I'm not the first. Many people have made an attempt to write up uh, about this person, Jesus of Nazareth. Many. Now, do you know that other famous people lived at the time of Jesus? And from what we can gather, there were not many people who wrote about their life. The rabbis at the time of Jesus, we can't find many accounts of, of, of their lives either. And we certainly can't find many accounts of uh, people who were executed by the Romans, as Jesus was. Yet, many people went to the effort to write an account about this person named Jesus. Why? Because something extraordinary happened. That's why. And many people were touched. Many people's lives were changed by this man, Jesus of Nazareth. So many people made an effort to write up an account. And Luke was another one of those. He too was touched. And so as we hear today, in his first paragraph, he made an effort to go and to talk with these many people who had been touched. He says, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who, who were first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. So he says, with this in mind... Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write up an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus. It was probably some noble figure, right? Uh, Luke decided to, to, to write an orderly account for him so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. Luke went on to interview and to investigate and to research, to pour his life over all of the details. And you get a sense he did it very systematically, very meticulously. He was obviously a bright man. And, and, and because of that, Luke, in his gospel, he gives us the whole story. We get the story of Jesus' birth in his gospel, of John's birth, right? We, we, we get the whole story. 
systematically presented to us as he heard from the eyewitnesses. All right? Now, we need to remember that Luke wasn't doing this um, just to have add his contribution to the Bible, right? Because the Bible had, wasn't, it didn't exist at that time. It wasn't until 300 years later that the Bible came into existence, that the church sort of looked at all these many accounts and, and, and with the inspiration of the Spirit decided that, yes, okay, this is, this is the canon, this is going to be the Bible, the definitive word of God, right? But at this point, Luke, you know, in the first century, he was just, he was just doing what he needed to do. That's the point I want to make today. He was doing what he needed to do. I have to pass this on. I have to go to this effort because I cannot not do it. <laughs> I, I've been touched by this man. I must share. I must pass it on. I must do what I can. I must um, make the most of this opportunity I've been given. I know these people who knew him and, and I must share. There, there's a sense that the friends of Jesus, the true friends of Jesus, um, it, it's, they, must, it's just, they must pass on what they have received from him. That's, we see it all throughout history, through all the friends of Jesus, all the saints. We hear it today coming through the psalm, huh? The psalmist says, uh, all your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God. They make known to men your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your reign. The friends of Jesus uh, cannot keep to themselves what they have received. I guess that's how you know you're a friend. You can't keep it to yourself. Jesus says, um, those who are my friends, you are my friends because I've made known to you everything that the Father has entrusted to me. There's a sense that when we're friends with Jesus, um, he, we, we, know the, we know the love of the Father. We, we, um, he entrusts to us... Um, uh, he, the treasure of his love and, and, and the truth of the Father in such a way that we can't contain it. We can't keep it to ourselves. We must pass it on. And for Luke, the way that he did it was to write an orderly account. But what about for you? How is it that God is inviting you to pass on uh, this treasure that you've received? Do you notice that Luke... He didn't try and convince people. He, he just passed on what he'd received, right? We don't need to convince people. We just need to pass on what we've been received, what we've received, just to share something of how God's been at work in our life, something of what we've learned about the heart of God through Christ, something about our experience of being part of the church. We just need to pass on what we've received. So I want to encourage you today to, to pray for that gift, that desire, that clarity. Ask the Lord, ask the Spirit to, to reveal to you uh, today, in this day, uh, what, what are the opportunities, what, what are the ways that God wants you to, to pass on uh, the treasure that he's given you.